You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. Trainer is down in Texas. <laughs> I'm in studio. I I can it's electric. It's electric in here. People want to hear about all the football that's going on this weekend because it is an absolutely packed weekend of sports. And we have a packed show and we gotta get right into it, trainer. Massey, the Raiders are playing, Las Vegas Raiders. We've got the Broncos playing. Just kidding. Those teams suck. Those teams are really bad. The Broncos <laughs> are really bad. I think Sean Payton is overwhelming Russell Wilson with like just the depth of knowledge he has at football. And whereas Russell uh, Wilson uh, uh. was a little bit babied by Pete Carroll and might not be able to communicate as well without his wristband, so they're considering going back to the wristband, but I'm sure Sean Payton's like, no, just do the play as I call it. And so, so I gotta he's running Russell Wilson out of town to get to get whatever is next. Maybe Caleb Williams. Are they taking for Caleb as well? And the Raiders. Uh, the Bron- the, yeah, the Broncos could. Caleb Williams matched up with I mean, Caleb Williams would easily rather if Caleb Williams, if the Broncos are the worst team, Caleb Williams will leave college, leave USC to go to the NFL. I don't know about the Arizona thing. Cause he did come out and say, I'm not coming out if the wrong teams at one and the Broncos are, and he's got Sean Payton. He's got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and a badass defense with um, Patrick Sertain. Then obviously that'd be an easy decision for him. Yeah. I like your spin control on Sean Payton. Um, quick, quick stats on Sean Payton, nine and 10 records since Drew Brees retired. Hmm. Um, Bottom 25 offense, the NFL, and this meme has six missing Vicodin prescriptions and two new bongs. So those are the jokes, which are funny. <laughs> but the stats, the stats all I'm asking. You heard those stats. Those are those are stats. They tell they tell a different story. I, I don't think Sean Payton likes Russell Wilson. I think he is going to run <laughs> no. Russell Wilson out of town. Yeah, I mean Russ is. Uh, I mean, but he's got so Russ- much money left in that contract, and he have like. $150 million left? Wasn't the contract 230 something Well, Messi, as we'll see later on the show, we can see contracts go away very quickly, Mel Tucker. What? What? Uh, what? What? Oh, man. No, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure they can find the... I mean, remember how Russell Wilson was pretty close to going to the Jets? Pull the trigger. Do it now. Might as well. The Jets are, Jets are a quarterback away. <laughs> the, right, the Jets are, and and there's already rumors that they're going to bring in another quarterback. I really don't want it to be Jameis Winston. That would make me sad. I need Jameis Winston on the sidelines of the Saints. Although Tyreek Hill is the best quarterback that the Saints have currently. What about Drew Brees? What about Philip Rivers? What about Big Ben? They just need to come that, out. Philip Rivers would be awesome, absolutely awesome if he if he was able to. <laughs> I think he's coaching as a high school team in Fairhope, Alabama. I think he's still doing that gig. Well, Jeff Saturday was an ESPN analyst sitting in a desk chair, and then he became the Colts uh, head coach last year. He could, you know, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. We need to get into the show, trainer. I love all this banter early on about football, but let's do it with a little bit of structure. What What do you say? I will. Yes, I will. Uh, speaking of structure and football, um, so funny joke, funny, funny incident actually for me earlier, kind of a boomer moment, boomer millennial. 
Uh, I thought I was clicking on the NCAA football men's scores, like, you know, the little tab to see what's going on in the, in the world of college football. Sure. And I click, and the first thing that pops up, because I have UVA tagged as my favorite team, unfortunately, um, it says they're playing Tarleton State this weekend. And I was like, that's not right. We don't have Tarleton State on our on our schedule. Turns out that's the basketball game we play first in November. So, little, you know, little. Just little, looking uh, ahead for you. Yeah, just looking ahead yeah. to UVA basketball. Yeah, accidentally. It was a Freudian slip. I've never heard of Carlton State. It's uh, Stephenville, Texas. It's actually Stephenville is where I found I found a wormhole to go uh, down later. It's where Art Bryles uh, made his name. He won four state titles at Stephenville, Texas. Um, that's where the, the Tarleton College is, at least. So there's a wormhole here to go down after we get up, we, we get done here. Okay, well, let's let's get the people what they want and let's get into the huddle. And then we're going to follow it up by the Baker's Dozen. The Baker's Dozen is the 13 games we picked over the college football landscape and of the NFL landscape. 12 we decide on. I give a wild card. Have you been given a wild card? I haven't noticed that. No, you've kind of monopolized that. That's fine. That's okay. Well, you know, I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm behind the mic or behind the, what is this called, soundboard. Yes, so, you do. You run the ones and twos. You show up. You turn the lights on. Push record. Stuff like that. All right, let's start off with yeah. the huddle. The huddle is the good news of the week. Stay away from the hey, stay away from the coffee pot. Yeah, always. Co- coffee pot gate was a long time ago. We're still <laughs> there's a couple of people at large in this town. The Taco Bell Kular boys, TBC boys. Uh I forgot who else is always that we're always talking about and the coffee pot gate. The people behind that. Yeah. All right, let's huddle up. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you were stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Train, I'm going to kick it to you. What is your good news of the week? So I had a, I so had a good stoked, news. So stoked, trainer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I interrupted. I didn't mean to. I just got stoked. I had a, I had a wave of excitement. For the Cowboys? No, 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 no. Continue. I'm sorry. I just, I just decided to – to to yell that into the microphone. I don't know what to I don't know uh, what to say. You're, I'm you're, sorry. You're monopolizing my airtime now too. Just get on with it. All right. So the Cowboys are they've scored outscored New York teams and their first two opponents seventy to ten. That's mm-hmm. the good news, Massey. But uh, new, good news that I wrote down at about three p.m. today quickly turned into bad news because uh, Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL in practice. What a waste of what a waste of time, guys. What are we doing out there running around in pads? trying too hard so um Yikes. i wrote down travis kelsey is dating taylor swift uh there's a miami hurricane tight end who's going for his ninth year of eligibility so and kansas state air shotgun beers although they lost to missouri so i had to find some good news to scramble into because the rangers are still out of the wild card right now so half Cowboys came back the good news yes true yeah and right. they got they got to play i saw this graphic they got to play uh what Ooh. The Blue Jays seven more times. Somebody said a ridiculous amount more times the last fifteen they games. S- they swept the Blue Jays and they got to play the Mariners uh, seven more times, which will. Uh, it's like we talked about last week. It's a uh, control your own destiny, guys, for the Rangers. That's you're all right. That's better shape. Let's do silver lining. That's better shape than you have been in the last <laughs> five years. Like the silver, the, like the silver helmet that Trayvon Diggs used to wear in practice. Yeah, y'all are going to miss him. Although some people were very critical of Trayvon Diggs and about how like open sometimes he leaves receivers, but he also had 10 interceptions last year, seven interceptions last year through like seven games. 
he's like a speaking of baseball, he's like a, a guy who bats 250 and has 300 strikeouts, but has 70 home runs because he's just an all or nothing. It's like he's given up the most air yards last year, I think it was, but he also had, like you said, actually like the highest uh, interception numbers in the league. So, um, last good news James Dolan admits he doesn't like owning teams. So. Oh, dang. That was one of my quotes of the week. James oh, sorry, Dolan sorry. straight up says, I don't really like owning teams. He is the CEO of Madison Square Gardens, and he owns the Rangers and the Knicks. He goes on to say in that same interview, the economics behind all the work is, quote, kind of sleepy. Like, give me a break, James Dolan. James Dolan, you don't have to own teams. You're not sitting through math class in the 10th grade. You own the Rangers and the Knicks. What about that? Like, how do you not walk into Madison Square Garden into your office every single day and not get fired up? Sell the teams. It's not that hard. You're going to make a profit on it. When was the last time uh, a professional franchise sold and didn't make 100% profit? No, I mean, the, yeah, the Knicks would sell for the, the Suns sold for a poop ton. I can't imagine it's got to be double that for a New York basketball team, especially with Jalen Brunson involved. I, yeah, who, who's, who's keeping you from selling the team now? If you don't like it, get the hell out of the position. You Sell just it. put a for sale sign out there. Like, like the realty signs, realtor signs that you see, just put it, just stick one out there and. Ooh, Spike Lee, Denzel, like they get a group together. They'd have to get a big group. I mean, I, he bought the Knicks, what, 25 years ago? Uh, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that sounds right. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. My good news of the week, there are seven ranked matchups this weekend in college football. I'm going to run through them right here in chronological order, starting with kickoff at noon. All times will be on the Eastern time zone. Look at this slate of games, trainer. We have Florida State in Death Valley against Clemson. Number 19, Colorado at Oregon. Number 11, Oregon, that's at 330. Number 25, UCLA, goes on the road to play Utah at 3.30. Number 16, Ole Miss in Tuscaloosa playing number 13th-ranked Bama. That's another 3.30 game. And the evening slate, 15, Oregon State playing number 24, Washington State at 7 p.m. Ohio State at Notre Dame. That's 7.30 p.m. Number 22, Iowa at 7. Penn State also at 7.30. We have wall-to-wall college football on Saturday. I hope you are buckling up, trainer. I am buckling up. I'm excited. Before we're going to get into all, obviously, those games. We'll get it. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, jump the jump the gun here and start start naming picks and and all my and all the other stuff. All right. So before before we get into that, let's just let's just circle one of these. One of these hmm. that you is a can't miss game if you're a casual college football fan and you want to tune in for the fun and excitement. Which one of these games would you circle and say tune into that one? I want to see how Lane Kiffin does against the team he'll be coaching next year. So probably oh. Ole Miss family. Oh, just kidding. Oh, just kidding. Lane um, Kiffin. Lane Kiffin has kept that door wide open. Well, it's not Iowa, Penn State. No. Um, ACC head here, but not Florida State, Clemson. I, I mean, obviously, like we're, we're starting to get a little Colorado fatigue. Yeah. The trainer household. Yeah. I might actually go with. Um, damn. I can't be able to say this. I really like Cam Ward, and I kind of want to see what Oregon State's all about. Um, the Pac, have, the Pac two tr- uh, championship game. Yeah, Pac twelve game. Yeah, no, no, Pac, up, the Pac two show. Pac two, yes, Pac two. Uh, the Pac two. I didn't even realize that the Pac two matchup with uh, 
DJ not going to play at Clemson anymore and Cam Ward, who's my favorite quarterback in the state of Washington. Sorry, Michael Penix. Um, no. Yeah. All right. That was my good news. Give me your critical number of the week, trainer. $80 million. $80 million? I have no idea. Mel Tucker oh. fired with a notice of intention. Sorry, Mel, Michigan State fired Mel Tucker with a notice of intention to fire him for cause, which is some legalese stuff that I don't understand, which means translates to no buyout. Um, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna pay that guy a nickel. This seems like it's gonna get nasty. Lawyers are getting involved. Yeah. It's going back and forth, especially on Twitter, which especially is on weird. Twitter on X, nasty X, whatever. <laughs> um, I looked up broke broke athletes and celebrities. We got Mike Tyson. Michael Jackson, Nick Cage, and now we're introducing Mel Tucker to the world of squandering millions and millions and millions of dollars um, and waiting in the wings, Massey, as the next coach of your Michigan State Spartans. And this fits so perfectly. Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. That'd, Michigan be, State. that'd be freaking Urban hilarious. Meyer, Michigan State. Yeah, <laughs> that would uh, that would. I wonder if he can take breaks from his classes at Ohio State where he's teaching uh, leadership and ethics or whatever he's teaching there at ohio no, state no, he's taking a he's taking aa at ohio state he's not teaching um yeah aa at ohio state in the back room of his <laughs> bar oh my gosh can you imagine mel that honestly because it's so far removed from anything that i have to deal with i'd be okay with that i would love to see those headlines coming out of uh east lansing mm. i mean yeah urban versus uh, harbaugh again or did they, did they not did they not overlap? Yo, did they overlapped. Urban Meyer, they did. Urban yeah, Meyer they did. smoked. Barely. I don't think Urban Meyer ever lost to Michigan. I think he's You're seven right. and zero. Yeah. All right, my critical number of the week: 5'11", 243 pounds. Uh, me in boots. If I don't start exercising more. Yeah, I'm there. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh this is Harrison Mevis. He's the kicker from Missouri who kicked a 61-yard yeah. field goal to beat number 15 Kansas State at home. 61 yards in the rain to beat a ranked opponent, a rival of, of old that you don't see much anymore because Missouri is in the SEC and has been for, I don't know, two, five, ten years. But there's an old rivalry. I just have to imagine at 5'11", 243 pounds, Harrison Mevis probably handled himself some beers that Saturday night after becoming the hero in, in Columbus, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri. That's a good point. That's a good point. After Kansas state did the air shotgunning of beers, which is a great celebration, but you got to win the game. Wildcats. Yeah. I thought, I thought for a second, speaking of kickers, did you see the Colorado state kicker? No. He's 31 years old. He has a wife and three kids. Well, there's a, <laughs> there's a, the oldest player in the NCAA is Virginia's kicker. He's a How was that guy? I don't know, but he's a former Marine. Former Marine? Wow. Yeah. I guess did you, I've not paid to, I'm, punter or kicker? Because I haven't seen him kick many field goals. I've seen them punt. Uh, man, I don't know. He's 34 years old. How old did you say your guy was? 31, but this guy's got baggage. He's got three kids. Like He's got Phil, River, he's got Phil Rivers' trajectory for children for birthing. Okay, well – he is a Marine turned UVA walk on kicker. That's where uh that's where that's Virginia cool. football Virginia football is at. I had another another stat uh or a couple. 
After three games, our boy Michael Penix is 84 of 113 with a 74% completion rate, 1,332 yards, 12 TDs, one interceptions. I told you Michael Penix was out in Washington at the beginning of the year. No one listened to me. And now Washington should be, in my opinion, in the top five. I think they're ranked, what, number eight? That sounds correct, yes. I believe that's right. So just just throwing out there where Massey was right. Also, a report came out. The Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith said that recruits are now requesting a $5,000 visiting fee on their official visits. That is an absurd flex of power by the players. I requested no money when I visited Jackson to come back in studio. Just, re- just remember that. Let the record show. <laughs> That's a lot of money. That's, That's a lot of money. I can't. I mean, uh, is that like you're visiting, and is that just like you show up, like, and then you have to pay more to actually get like a sit down? You got to pay ten thousand for a sit down. Like, I mean, does it just escalate after that? I don't know. It's it's these kids are getting paid left and right down there in college. It makes college football more appealing for kids to stay. So. But this this might be a line too far. Ooh, transfer. Oh, if you transfer portal like six times and you have that, how many college visits? That's $30,000 in college visits plus the money you make in NIL deals. Oh, man. Uh, I, wish I, was, I wish I was a quarterback now instead of back when I was. When were you a quarter, quarterback? Uh, uh, flag football. Did your dad coach the team? No, <laughs> I didn't say I start. I didn't say I started. Oh, 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 okay. All right, trainer, give me your stuck on this week. No, I was a crappy cornerback and linebacker. Um, the Bears. I picked the Bears to go to the playoffs. I am humiliated. I will own my bad picks, unlike Skip Bayless and other jackasses out there mm-hmm. that make tons of money in campus and appearance visits like himself um they haven't won a game since speaking of twitter the bears are the only team in the nfl that haven't won a game since elon musk bought twitter every other team has won a game since then that's a really fun stat um, was that la- that's sport. last october right right yeah, yeah so they haven't won since then uh they're zero and 10 since they traded for chase claypool speaking of notre dame and notre dame curses uh defensive coordinator just quit mid-season like pulled an urban meyer is alan, will, alan, down i don't know there seems to be scandal there seems to be a little smoke there they're saying it's um what am i trying to say they're saying there's nothing there but there was a, a rumored raid that happened on george hallis hall for some oh. reason alan williams is getting a lot of negative pub- publicity but I, I i cannot make odds or ends of it yeah i'm not seeing any like hey guys calm down with the the mean stuff because there might be something going on with his family. It seems like it's like not nobody's apologizing or saying it's something uh, wholesome. Also, for. also that you <laughs> saw that like Justin Fields, the media took his words and spend it a little bit, but he was saying that he was having trouble processing all the information that the bears uh, coaches were throwing at him. And, and he said, they said why it might be. And he goes, it might be because of the coaching and the media yep. went ballistic on him. The bears are having a bad season, and this is a bad week for the Bears. I feel like this is going – this is going to be good. I like Justin Fields. I think this is going in the right direction for him. He's going to get kicked out of town because coaches will blame him, media will blame him, et cetera, and then he'll go to – I think I feel like he's a guy like maybe like – I mean, Baker Mayfield's on his eighth team, but he's so far playing well for the Bucks. I feel like Justin Fields could be pushed to another team 
And unlike Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz, he could actually succeed. You know, well, the Bears just ruin quarterbacks. It doesn't matter who they, they draft. Do. They just they absolutely just ruin ruin quarterbacks because they're a terrible organization and they're run they're run poorly. The, the Bears were my go to the week for those exact reasons. It just seems like that. It just seems like Chicago teams should be good, and the Bears being kind of the crown jewel of Chicago, they're not. They're just not good. But they, you know, what would be really funny. Because they have Carolina's pick next year if they had the one and two pick in the NFL draft next season. So they just get Caleb Williams and I, whoever else emerges as number two. They might as well just draft two quarterbacks, one and two, and just be like, one of you's got to work. So uh, either Caleb and Penix or maybe a little smarter, do Caleb and Marvin Harrison Jr. Because then that's your offense. Yeah, there, that's, per- that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, I was going to say real quick, uh, fu- a fun part of this is Buckeyes quarterbacks so far in the NFL are 0-6 this season. Damn. Uh, that's Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud looks like the best of the of the little group here right now. Okay, so let's let's do the let's do the reverse for Alabama quarterbacks. They're <laughs> Eagles two and zero. Tua's two and zero. Tua's two and zero. Mac Jones is zero and two. Zero and two. Who am I forgetting? Bryce Young zero and two. Oh, be young. Yeah. And he's hurt. So four, four, four and four for the, the Alabama quarterbacks suck on that Ohio state. All right. My stuck on this week, last week was the sec being down. I mentioned that they just sec just looks to be more vulnerable than they've been in the last 10 or 15 years. I said that last week, but after this weekend, I want to take a look at whatever the Big 12 is doing. Did you notice how many losses the Big 12 had to inferior opponents? So far in the season, like through just the last three weekend. or four games? Just, oh, just last weekend. Uh, no, no. Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell, who was uh, yeah. the hottest coach in college football when Brock Purdy was playing quarterback for him. And Brock Purdy, who is Mr. Irrelevant, no one thought that he was that good. Turns out – he starts with the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe Matt Campbell was just doing everything uh, right when it comes to Brock Purdy. They lost 7-10 to when Ohio, the Bobcats, came to town. No, no, no. Excuse me. They were at Ohio. That is a MAC team. You can't have the Big 12 losing to MAC competition. Now, on his way into the locker room, did you see this? Matt Campbell got chirped by a fan and said, you're on the hot seat. And about seven seconds later, when there was about 15 people between him and the chirping fan, he decided to turn around and act like he was going to fight him. I did. It was hilarious. It was so good. It was like such a delicious. It was like reaction. in a dirt field. It, I mean, I'm sure Ohio, no offense to Ohio, they beat UVA in, the, in March Madness one year. But it looks like they were just coming off like a dirt field in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest. Like, it's embarrassing that they lost that game to Ohio. And it's, and it's more embarrassing that the coach tried to come square up to a a fan, an Iowa State fan, too. Like, I mean, he's like, dude, you're sucking. What'd you just do? It wasn't an Ohio fan. He's trying to – I mean, I know it's – the fan was chirping at him, but, like, you got to you gotta check yourself. Yeah, you, you got to be pretty down bad to let that get under your skin. Miami of Ohio went into Cincinnati and beat him 31-24 in overtime. Cincinnati has a little bit of an excuse to lose to this MAC team because they lost Luke Fickle to Wisconsin, so Cincinnati – might be the worst Big 12 team there is. I mean, I don't know. Iowa State's pretty bad. This is the most surprising result. South Alabama, who lost the Mardi Gras Bowl, what was it, last week? 
They are yeah, of the Sun Belt Conference. They beat Oklahoma State. You know who coaches for Oklahoma State? Oh, uh, I'm a man. I'm almost 40. Mike Gundy, who has been coaching Oklahoma State for, what, 15 years? Who At is least. a st- staple in that community who gets Oklahoma State to almost win the Big 12 a couple of different times. I know that he was two inches away against, what was it, Baylor two years ago? Yes, He's been little brother to Oklahoma State and Texas for a while. Well, not Texas. Texas has only won three games. They're they're hot this year. They're good this year. But Oklahoma State has played that third best team in the Big 12 role for a long time. They lost 33-7 to to South Alabama. What? Ooh. Wait. What? Gross. <laughs> so that is my uh, that's my deflection from the SEC. I'm now dogging on the Big 12 trainer just to, just to let you know where I am personally. All right, trainer, give me your quote slash question of the week. There's ideas that some of the noises from the Dolphins when they're lovemaking, the frequency of that is actually healing to the body. Oh, I know. I know. Go ahead. I know who this is. He likes to go take drugs and then he likes to show up to training camp and he likes to lose in the playoffs. And now he's losing an entire season. He also likes couch. to quote the dark night and say that <laughs> the night is darkest before the dawn. I will rise again. It's like, get over yourself, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you're not. He's no Aaron, He's no Aaron Eckhart. He's Aaron Rodgers and he sucks. And uh, I, this is my second quote. Ooh, I hate him, Graham. Uh, was that me? No, no. It's uh, some uh, somebody else I love a little bit more than you. My mom said that. I said the cowboy. Who are the Cowboys playing? Mom said. I said the Jets. She said Aaron Rodgers playing. Ooh, I hate him, Graham. And I said, Mom, I love you. I had no <laughs> idea you hated Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Good. All right. This is uh, mother son moment. Yeah, yep. Mrs. Great. Trainer, y'all y'all do a little impromptu hug in the kitchen. You you rest your chin on her head and say, Mom. I knew I came from you. You yeah, are. Exactly. We are one. <laughs> like, are you? Are you saying that just because you listen to the show so much? And she said, "No, I don't listen to your damn show." Or yeah, like, oh, okay. well, your show know. offends me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trainer. My, I have a question, and then I'll, uh, I'll follow it up with a quote. But I was thinking about the ACC before we talk about all the matchups coming on this weekend. Who is the second best team in the ACC behind? The anointed Florida State Seminoles. Is it Duke? Oh, yes. You stole my point. I, is Duke the best, second best I got team? got it right. Are we ready to throw up in our mouths just a little bit and admit that Duke is a good football program all of a sudden? Is that – UNC's undefeated too. Is that because Duke's actually won an ACC game? Is that the time Yeah, you, UNC okay. struggled a little, get, a little bit against App State, which always, they seem to always do the last couple oh, of yeah. years. We have thrown away Clemson. We've forgotten about Miami. I think they're three and zero. Yep. I was expecting you to say either Clemson or Miami, but it might be Duke. So let me move on to my quote: An SEC football game at night is way better atmosphere than a Super Bowl. Ooh. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, UAB coach Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, who has won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Yes. And it goes into Athens as a 42-and-a-half-point dog because the Georgia cannot schedule anybody these days because they're just going to cakewalk to the SEC championship. Said that about an SEC atmosphere. Do you agree? Um, 
I've been to one SEC game ever. Tennessee at Georgia, Matt Stafford game. It was it was uh, afternoon, evening, turning into night. It was it was electric. A Super Bowl I've never been to because I was too young as a Cowboys fan, and it's too expensive. So, yeah, and they're not going back. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is, is on IR. So yeah, yeah, I I have to agree just because I just have that bias. I feel like Super Bowls. I'll agree. Yeah. Super Bowls are kind of for the rich and the famous. Yeah, it's a, and it's a it's who's like New who. Year's, it's New Year's Eve versus like Halloween or St. Patty's Day. How about that? Oh you know yeah, that? yeah. That the amateurs come out. Yeah, the amateurs yeah, come out on New Year's Eve. But if you want to see the pros, you go to somebody's Thanksgiving party, and those guys, those guys know how to throw down. All right, trainer. Uh, my goat of the week was the Chicago Bears. We covered it. Give me your goat of the week. So I, I, I usually do something. Uh, I'd usually do somebody nasty or stupid for this. I actually pick somebody I like and I, and I um, actually um, admire he's cussed on ESPN in a, in a hilarious way. He loves Skittles. He loves marijuana. And he was, a, his name is beast mode. Um, I saw clips of him like hanging out with the Amish. So I, there might be an Amish reality show coming. <laughs> yeah, dude. Saw that. yeah. This guy's and a national treasure. I had written this down like two weeks ago. I didn't, I didn't get to it. He cameoed in a movie called bottoms which follows two high school senior girls who set up a fight club as a way to hook up with cheerleaders. And he wanted to star in this movie because he felt guilty about the way and regretted the way that he reacted when his own sister came out as a lesbian. I thought that was pretty badass. All right. Marshawn Lynch, dude. I mean, yeah. talk about a guy that's, that's always looked after his community. He's on record so many times being like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the hood. And, and well, that's what he calls it. I'm not, I'm not saying no, he throws money all over Oakland. He loves, yeah. he loves like taking care of the old community. The he old is town. a national treasure and he always wants to, he always seems like he's curious, you know, he's, mm -hmm. he's willing to learn and shape his opinions. That's why when he got, when the clips of him going to an Amish farm is so funny. Cause he's like, what are we about <laughs> to do? Milk some cows. This is how this happens. And he just seems like he's just learning so much. He put on an apron and got behind a, uh, uh, a counter at a food truck or something, and he was serving out like Philly cheesesteaks. He just—he is a national national treasure. And he loves Rumspringer, obviously. Yeah, that's his quote by this way when he says, "What are you going to do for, uh, for Thanksgiving?" And he was talking to his, his teammate when he was on the Seahawks, and he was like, "No, man, I'm going back to the hood and giving out birds." Mm, yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> else had these like elaborate plan. He was like, "No, I'm going to I'm going to go back to my my hometown and, and make sure everyone has a happy Thanksgiving." It's he is a wonderful human being. Trainer, we got to get to the Baker's Dozen, man. There's a lot to dissect here in the second half of this show. This weekend of college football, I think this murky picture that we have right now will clarify its way a, a bit. Mm -hmm. That was my first thought, like the cream will rise to the top this weekend. But on second thought, the traditional powerhouse are not as good as as they are thanks to the NIL and the transfer portal, which we – talked about last week i don't think a loss here for some of these teams will just derail their season there's a lot of good teams here that have to play other good teams and i think it'll help shape what we know or what we'll have to expect from the rest of people's seasons for instance notre dame is playing ohio state if they lose to ohio state they still have usc on the schedule and they still have Clemson on the schedule, so they could bounce back from that loss. There is just so much craziness happening in college football since we don't have the 
the traditional Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia. Like we're not picking from six teams. It seems like the field is very crowded. And this weekend with the seven ranked match seven ranked matchups going on, I think we're gonna look at the plot of this upcoming season. And it's gonna it's gonna have to be defined. It's gonna be defined. The plot will be defined. We'll know what the teams have to do, what the team and other teams need to do. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. I don't know. I'm stumbling over words, trainer. Help me out. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I agree. And even like we talked about after the show last week, found out there's eight teams ranked in the Pac-12. Uh, even these games, I mean, I guess if, if Oregon loses a 21-point dog game to the to Colorado, they're probably still not out of it. I mean, there's so much. They still have to play to USC, Utah, Washington. Yeah, exactly. Washington State even maybe. Uh, Oregon State. I mean, there's a lot. Florida State could probably still stay alive. Clemson with two losses, that's that's a ball game for them. Yeah, Although that might be anyway yeah i've already, uh, I've already buried Dabo. i said Dabo I was dead <laughs> all right so let's hop into it I'll, I'll we'll go off the uh my order i'd written a bunch of them down before you sent them to me so i hope i don't send you just reeling let's start in tuscaloosa bama Ooh. number 13 bama two and one bama lost to texas versus a three and old three and oh old miss bears land sharks I forgot what they are. Anyway, Bama's favored by seven. Jackson Dart, the QB for Ole Miss, is their not only their leading passer, but also their, their leading rusher. Lane Kiffin has been active on X, formerly known as Twitter. Ole Miss has a good run defense. They have a bad O-line. They struggled against Tulane and a backup quarterback. They had a scoop and score late to make that a respectable win. Bama is 100th and something with run before contact, meaning every time they run the ball, they rank in the hundreds with the amount of push the offensive line is getting. The the offensive line is, I want to call it a liability. They're not just bad. They are a liability. The wide receivers are in their second year of a massive downgrade. And they need a lot of help. Tommy Reese, the Alabama's offensive coordinator, needs to play to uh, Alabama's strengths. He seems like he's just calling his system. He needs to adjust. I, they have established Milrow as the QB1 this week. The QB situation in Alabama is a mess. Maybe they work in uh, Ty Simpson if, if when they establish Milrow as the number one. They need to get Milrow running the ball. There's a lot to be said about this game, but let me go ahead and ask you, trainer. Bamer, Bama is favored by seven at home against Ole Miss. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, if Ty squared, the two ties have to get involved in this game, I, I think it's going to – that means it's ugly. Um, yes. I noticed that Bama under Saban, there are teams that have – only two teams that have five wins against Alabama under Saban. That's Auburn and LSU. There's four teams that have two wins. That's Clemson, Ole Miss – a&M somehow and uh, Georgia. And I'm going to say that Ole Miss gets its third win on the road. No. Sorry, yes. Jackson Dart with so an X, Jackson so, Dart. So you're not, you're, you're not saying Ole Miss covers. You're saying Ole Miss wins. Yeah, they're going to cover and win. But I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely lay them, lay them. Or no, I will take them points. All right. Well, I obviously have to pick Bama. I think Ole Miss is. <laughs> Run defense is going to be really good. I think they're going to bottle up Alabama's run uh, run offense. I think Jalen Monroe is going to have to have to be able to pass it, but they have to scheme 
wide receivers open. Alabama's wide receivers can't go one-on-one and say our guy versus your guy. They're going to have to block better. Both their tackles need a lot of help when it comes to the the pass rush. They're going to have to scheme, block, help those tackles out, and scheme open their wide receivers if they're going to want to win this game. I think Tommy Reese, if he doesn't do it, if he still calls his Tommy Reese system, Alabama will struggle. But if he plays to Alabama's strengths, which is a running quarterback, something could happen. The wide receivers need to get open. They need to be better. I mean, oh, okay, we have a lot to talk about, but let's just let's just focus here. I think Bama wins this game. All right, moving on. We have Ohio State. I really wish I wrote down these rankings because I thought that would be awesome. Ohio State, they're three. I'm pretty sure they're six because they're out of the top five, so they're six or seven. Number six, Ohio State goes into South Bend to play Notre Dame. Ryan Day finally has his offense clicking. Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame has his transfer quarterback, Sam Hartman, which is who he played Wake Forest previously. Ohio State just started to look good. They played a Western Kentucky. They're a decent G5 team. I think they hung a 60-burger on them. They've solidified their quarterback position with Kyle McCord. He seems to be doing better after a shaky first couple of games. The Ohio State offensive line, in my opinion, is the pivotal matchup against Notre Dame's defensive line. They struggle to run the ball, and I think it's going to be Marvin Harrison versus the Notre Dame secondary if Ohio State is to win this game. They're favored by three on the road. Who do you got, Trainer? So if Marvin Harrison – okay. Marvin Harrison can be triple team, right? Is that possible? I guess. Does Ohio State have – Ohio State – I don't know any – usually I know at least two Ohio State skills players. Um, Garrett Wilson and J.K. Dobbins and Ezekiel Elliott. I, I just – I don't know anybody besides Marvin Harrison's name. I think that's kind of a problem, and I don't think McCord has played all that well. I did like one quote that I almost used as quote of the week. Uh, like window shopping at a Lambo dealership for the model that doesn't come out until next year. That's an NFL scout talking about Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. Junior, which is funny. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Notre Dame since 94 is 11 and 41 versus AP top 10 teams and four and 19, four and 19 when both teams are in the top 10 together, which is what's happening here. I like Notre Dame to go uh, 12 and 41 and win this game at home. I, I like Sam Hartman a lot more than McCord. And I just think like they can shut down Marvin Harrison. Then they have a great chance at home and Notre Dame has a great red zone offense, which I, read about in the newspapers yes they had the running back estime who is a dark horse heisman sam hartman has been balling out i think notre dame's offensive line is better than ohio state's defensive line i'm gonna say notre dame covers this spread Mm -hmm. all right let's go to death valley number three florida state is facing number 21 clemson man why didn't i write this down on this page florida even uh, oh, no. Florida State is 3-0. Clemson is 2-1 with a loss to Duke. Clemson has won seven in a row in this series. Florida State is favored by two. What do you think about this game, trainer? Oh, so this one, Jordan Travis versus the Clemson D. Clemson D has only played Duke and Florida Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven years in a row, Clemson has won this matchup. Um, I like Florida State to finally break that 
God, they almost lost to Boston College, though. That scares me. I felt like they were Jeff sleepwalking. Valleys. That might have been like a, a yeah. kid's looking forward game. Trap. Yeah, trap game. Um, yeah, I want to believe the Florida. I want to believe that the ACC will get one team in the uh, in the in the Final Four. So I'll I'll pick Florida State. I like and, I like uh, lay, lay them points too. They won't win by one. One by two or three. I like Florida State as well. Um, last week we went head to head against each other a lot. We both came out five hundred. Florida State with Jordan Travis as their quarterback, he's a little banged up on his non-throwing shoulder. I think he's going to have to be able to run the ball during during this uh, game. Clay Klubnik, Klubnik, Clemson's quarterback, he just doesn't make big plays. This, his best wide receivers are banged up. I don't think Clay Klubnik – I think he's just a jag. I think he's just another guy. He's not the dominant quarterback that we've seen come out of Clemson. Yeah. They're thin. They're thin at the wide receiver spot. I think FSU has more to prove. I think they're hungrier than Clemson. I think Florida State lays the points as well. All right, Colorado at Oregon. Both are three and zero. Dion is a sensational story that has swept the media. Oregon is favored by twenty one behind Bo Nix. Oregon has a tr- had trouble on defense, but they had the best offensive line in the country at this point. How many sacks? How many total sacks and turnovers does the Oregon State offense have? Does Oregon Oregon have? Yeah. Um, they have no turnovers. I know that. And they've only allowed one sack. Okay. One so sack. Oregon's offensive line, coupled with the fact that Colorado doesn't have uh, any of what I heard is steak and potatoes up front. They're thin up front offensively and defensively. They can score. I don't think they're going to waste – I don't think Colorado is going to waste their time – running the ball, if Shador Sanders gets cooking, we might see something out of them. But I just think Oregon is going to impose their will. They might even slow it down and just run the ball on Colorado. Travis Hunter, uh, Colorado's best player, playing two ways, is out for a couple of weeks having a lacerated lifter after a dirty, dirty hit by Colorado State safety. He hit him after the ball hit the ground. I don't think Colorado's got a snowball's chance in hell to cover this spread. Yeah, you get, when you have a when you have a kicker who's thirty one with kids, you're going to have some dirty hits out there, Colorado State. You know, that's just the way you play. Dirty <laughs> old man strength stuff. Um, Dan 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 Lanning's uh, billboard material. I'm trying to remember what Colorado won to affect this conference. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember. He was being a little salty about them thinking they're too cool for school by leaving the Pac-12. Mm. Even though Oregon already left the Pac-12, so I don't really understand that. Hmm. Um, Bo, no picks. Knicks, good rushing attack. They beat. <laughs> this is fun. They beat Portland State, eighty-one to seven, week one, and then Portland State beat a school called North American, ninety-one to zero. So that means Oregon would beat North American one hundred and seventy to seven. Transitive property. Uh, enough jokes. Shadur Sanders. Is a Hunter. dog. He went 98 awesome. yards yeah. to tie that game, converted the two point. He is, he's looks like he's seen every single defense that anybody can throw at him. Dion has got him out in the backyard when he's seven years old, reading zone and man. Shador Sanders yeah. is the man. I mean, Texas, I mean, sorry, Oregon's only played te- Texas Tech and Hawaii, not really been tested. I think Colorado, I'm going to say Colorado's going to lose by. 17 they're not going to lose by 21 so i like them to go into eugene and not get blown out by 21 month plus all right another ranked matchup 
Iowa. Iowa. Oh, I went. I went Oregon covering the spread. Oh, okay, there we go. Iowa at Penn State. Penn State is favored by 15. Penn State is number seven. Iowa's in the 20s somewhere because I was so smart I didn't write any of this down. Um, Iowa, I'll go ahead and say it. It's a whiteout game. It's at night. I think I like Penn State in the points. I don't think Iowa's going to be able to score. Yeah, the whiteout game is definitely the obviously a big factor in this matchup. Uh, I mean, Iowa, yeah, I, they do have McNamara. The I forgot he was the – the Big Ten champion from Michigan, from the Wolverines. Neither team has really played anybody. Drew Aller is probably the better quarterback. They're playing at home. Yes, Drew, Drew Aller is way better quarterback. Yeah, favorites, you said. Penn State is, I think, they're either number eight or nine. They may even, they didn't pass. No, they're right behind Iowa State. I think they're seven, actually. Yeah. I was like 24, 22, 23. Yeah, I like Penn State to cover this at home by 15, probably win by 17 as well. Both Oregon. running, both backs, and the and their big tight end for Iowa is out. They cannot throw beyond the numbers. The defensive front, which we are used to saying in our brains, Iowa equals good defensive front. They haven't quite reloaded on that front. Drew Allure might be the best Big Ten quarterback as we stand right now. And remember the storyline that I said earlier from in earlier shows. Brian Frentes, Iowa's offensive quarter, has coordinator has to average 25 points per game it is in his contract in order to keep his job i think with running up the score last week i think he's averaging 28 points a game we'll see how they do against number seven penn state who has a lot to prove in the big 10 if they're going to get to the college football playoff let's quickly go to another ranked matchup 22 ucla at number 11 utah utah is favored by six it is not a night game which i feel like is significant utah is Cam rising back as Utah's quarterback? How will Utah look with him? Will he be rusty? Dante Moore has led Utah to a 3-0 record. He is very serviceable, if not a good quarterback. I said that at the beginning of the season, the Pac-12 championship goes through Utah, whether they're participating in it or running in it. It is hard to go on the road and beat the Utah Utes. Give me your prediction for this game, trainer. Oh, so you're taking Utah minus six? I'm going to take Utah. Yeah, I'll take Utah minus six. I mean, they played, yeah. UCLA has been battle-tested by Coastal Carolina, San Diego State, and North Carolina Central. Uh, Utah's played Florida, at least, and even Baylor, which is actually, you know, part of the awful Big 12. At least it's a school. Football <laughs> school. Um, Chip Kelly, whew, on the road. I don't want to just keep picking – you know what? In honor of DTR, who will soon take over for Deshaun Watson for the Cleveland Browns, I'll take the uh, UCLA Bruins to cover the six-point spread. All right, now we got to move on still. In the Pac-12, Oregon State is on the road against Washington State. They are favored by a field goal. Washington State quarterback Cameron Ward is electric. He's uh, he's trainer's favorite quarterback in the state of Washington. Jake Dickert, their head coach, has Washington State's offense humming Oregon State, don't forget about DJ Ungulavele transferring out of Clemson. They have they have a pretty balanced attack when it comes to running and passing. Their <clears throat> their head coach Jonathan Smith will probably get hired by somebody else after this season once Washington State and Oregon State are no longer in a conference. Right now they are the Pac two. This is the Pac two title. Both are three and zero. What is your prediction for this game, trainer? 
you know, it'd be fun if they played this game and they said the incentive was winner gets to go to the ACC or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. Um, I mean, I don't know why I'm enamored with. Is it? Is it? The, is it the Tony? Is it? Is it Ryan Leaf? Is it Tony Bennett that I love? Why I like Washington State when they're good and the and when the Apple Cup matters, Washington versus Washington State. Geno Smith might be my favorite quarterback in the state of Washington. By the way, might have been wrong there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick uh, Wazoo to cover the three at home. All right, I'll take Oregon State to lay the points in that one. I think they. I think they both have something to prove. I just think Oregon State has a more balanced attack. All right, my wild card game, and then we'll get into the NFL slate. Two unranked teams in the SEC, Auburn 3-0, Texas A&M 2-1, their only loss against Miami. Morally banked up Auburn and their head coach, Hugh Freeze, who's scum of the earth, versus Jimbo (laughs) Fisher slash Bobby Petrino. And Bobby Petrino's got his own checkered pass. Hugh Freeze has Michigan State transfer Peyton Thorne behind, uh, or excuse me, is their quarterback. Texas A&M has Connor Wegman, who seemed to have woken up last week against a Louisiana Monroe team. He threw for 337 yards, but only one touchdown. Auburn has beaten UMass, Sanford, and they beat Cal by four points. Wow. Yeah. I think Auburn, uh, excuse me, Texas A&M is favored by uh, eight. I think Texas A&M will cover because they've been in big games already this year, and Kyle Field will be full of their entire cult cheering them on but they suck at Kyle Field they lost to App State um man I know nothing about this game fair by eight Hugh Freeze on the road A&M sucks lost to Miami but is Bobby Petrino I heard that neck brace old neck brace is doing a little better recently I've really not followed anything since the Miami game so I don't know what the I don't know what the hell's going on here um (laughs) I'll just let's just do a contrarian pick here let's go Auburn to to cover the eight on the road. What, who's Auburn played? UMass, they're pretty good. I think they might be the worst team in college football. UConn and UMass go for that oh, title every there's year. A, there's a guy. This is when when fans, players, Deion Sanders should be able to fight media people. There was a guy, I remember, like a month ago that said Colorado might have a worse roster than UMass. Swear to God. That, was, that, on that was ignorant that guy, as hell. That guy needs to lose his pass. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's when Deion squares up. All right, let's get into the NFL, Trainer. Where do you want to start? Uh, with your Saints, brother. Saints, 2-0. No apologies there. They're at the Packers. Packers are favored at 1.5 at home. The Packers are 1-1, one one, losing last week to, I forget. Falcons. The Falcons. They lost to them by one. I'm a homer. I'm going to take the Saints to, uh, and the points. So Saints lose by one or less. Did you see the thing about Derek Brown, the Panthers defensive lineman, chasing Michael Thomas to the ex- X-ray room to fight after the Saints game? Wait, say that, that one more time. Some defensive lineman, Derek Brown from the Panthers, chased Michael Thomas to the X-ray room after they had exchanged words after the Panthers Saints game. Did you not see anything about that? I'm more. Sh- <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> I did not see anything about that. I am not surprised that Michael Thomas played a football game and just went in and took X-rays. That's what I got from that thing was Michael Thomas yeah, like, my, ooh, I played a whole game. I had five wrecks. I think it's time to go get some x-rays, make sure everything's intact. Yeah, run run to where it's familiar, run home. Yeah, you know? he, just, he, he just went to the x-ray room. They're like, what are you doing in here? He's like, oh, oh, sorry. Just, it's just natural for me to come in here. I guess I'll just go get changed now. 
Jordan Love looks pretty good. Yeah, he does. Uh, the Saints defense is so damn good, though. Um, yeah, I like. I mean, I picked the Saints to win the NFC South, so I'll take the Saints. I'd like to be a contrarian, though. Yeah, I just think the Saints have, have, are starting to hit their stride when it comes to, like those They're gadget healthier. plays. Gadget yeah. plays with Tyreek Hill. Not Tyreek Hill. I do that every single time. Taysom Hill. They just seem like they're they're hit. They're getting a little more creative. Dennis Allen is l- using his weapons a little better. They're one week very, away from Kamara. Yeah, they're very thin at the running back position. Um, I still like the Saints. All right, we got to keep going. We only have a couple minutes left. One and one Titans at the one and one Browns. Browns favored by three and a half. Deshaun Watson and Ryan Tannehill are two of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Who's your pick here? I <laughs> uh, got to do my quick joke. Uh, Deshaun finally loses his chub. Nick Chubb down with a season-ending injury. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. That was good. That was good. I uh, like that. Tana, Tana Hell finally ends in uh, Tennessee. He gets benched. Browns win. They cover the three and a half. Um, yeah. I like, All they can um, do is kick field goals. All the Titans do is kick field goals. Yeah. I like the Browns' defense a lot. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, just be contrarian. I'll take the Titans to cover because they'll kick a field goal to go down by okay. three with two minutes left. On a fourth and manageable. Falcons 2-0 and at the Lions 1-1. Lions are favored by three. Arthur Smith, Falcons head coach versus Dan Campbell, Lions head coach. Both hot names in the NFL right now. Arthur Smith somehow has the Falcons 2-0. and I'm going to take the Lions at home here. I want them to cover the spread. What say you, trainer? Yeah, even though they lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I think to the year or like for a long-term IR stint, uh, their best quarterback came from the Eagles last year's Eagles team. I don't think Desmond Ritter's that good. No. I, I think the the Falcons have more weapons. I mean, Jameer Gibbs and, and um, uh, St. Brown are awesome, but I think Bijan, Algier, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London are great. I just, I, I just like – I trust Jared Goff, and I trust this team at home a lot more. So, Lions, I have to agree with you on that. All right, Chargers 0-2. Stately is absolutely done as Chargers head coach. They lose to the Vikings, who are also 0-2. The Vikings are favored by one. This is a loser-leaves-town game, in my opinion. The Vikings, they they were in a lot of close games, one-score games last year. That pendulum, and they were winners, and that pendulum has swung back to them being losers just so far, just two weeks in. I think this will be settled on a last-second Vikings field goal. I think the Vikings Ooh. cover and beat the Chargers at home. Oh, da- oh, damn. Speaking of one, since 2003, only one team in the NFL has made the playoffs after starting 0-3. So, yes, I believe loser goes home as well. I will take the Chargers because the Vikings are tanking for Caleb, too. Maybe. Caleb Williams, Justin Jefferson combo. Kind of like it. Kinda, that would be sick. Let's move on. Bills, 1-1. One one. They're favored at 6.5 on the road against the 2-0 and o Washington Commanders. Commanders are home dog. I like Washington's defensive line. Josh Allen has getting – he's just doing Josh Allen ball and doing Josh Allen things. I think the Washington's defense is going to give them troubles. I think the commanders cover this spread. Oh, cool. I'll take the Bills. Naturally. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, the commanders are going to get killed. I mean, I, yeah, like Hal has looked great. and B, I, love, I love that B-Rob has come back from the gunshot wound and he's taken over uh, RB one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to root for watching this football team, but I'm glad that they're happy. They don't have Dan Snyder around anymore. And there seems and to be a are, new energy surrounding this franchise too. It, NFC East is so good. I mean, the giants, I think they might've gotten their ass kicked tonight by the Niners, but the NFC East is so good. You know, I get it. Speaking of the NFC East, the two and O Eagles are favored by five points when they go on the road 
at Tampa Bay, who are also 2-0. Let me mention Saints, 2-0. Falcons, 2-0. Bucks, 2-0. The Bucks are the home dogs. Eagles are favored by five. The Bucks and Baker Mayfield cannot, cannot be for real. I think Eagles win by a touchdown. God. Don't be a coward. You know what? It's, what? What do we call this segment? Baker's Dozen. Yeah, let's do it. Plus five. <laughs> oh, oh, that's bad. Sports fans, that is all the time we have for you this week. It was a jam-packed show. Thank you for going all the way through it. If you missed any of it, please download our podcast. We are Teton Sports Talk, wherever podcasts are available. All right, guys, that's it, and that's all. <laughs>